Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Hello, everyone. It's another Monday. It's another week, but it's not just another week because it's birthday week for me, so I'm very excited. And what's extra exciting is not only today do you get to meet with my friend, Kelly Kane, but she has a book coming out tomorrow on my birthday, so I know what I'm reading tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the book is called Taste So Sweet, and it's the final book of the Everhart Brothers of Texas. So it's haughty cooking men who cook. So anyway, if you haven't read them yet, you're in for quite the treat, and you'll be hungry, I promise. And there's recipes, and but I don't want to spoil all the fun. I'm going to let Kelly tell you about it. If you haven't read her books yet, I'll read her bio here so you can get to know her. And I did put a link to her website and also uh, Twitter and Facebook so you can follow her. So anyway, here we go. Kelly Kane writes Multicultural Romance with determined women directing their own fates and the swoon-worthy men who adore them. She loves reading most genres, but don't ask Kelly to pick just one. However, she can pick her favorite book boyfriend, Will Herondale, although Jamie Fraser is a close second. When she isn't reading or writing, she is most likely using ancestry to research extended family, both old and new, or cooking or baking something delightful. She has two adult daughters and a new granddaughter and lives in Austin, Texas. And again, be sure to click her website because she has a newsletter and you can sign up and then you'll never miss another book. And she has more books coming, let me tell you. So, Kelly, are you there? I am here. Thank you so much for having me back, Lisa. Yeah, thanks for coming back on. I'm so excited. I think we talked when your first book in this series came out, and now this is the third book that comes out tomorrow, right? It is. That's exactly right. We talked when Acquired Case came out about a year and a half ago, and now we're winding down the series with book three, Case So Sweet. (laughs) So you want to tell everybody about book three and why they should run and grab it? If you pre-order it, it'll be in your e-reader the middle of the night tonight. So That's very true. So and it also comes out on audio and, of course, print. So, yeah, um, it's basically – so this is Middle Brother Weston's book of the Everhart Brothers. So um, it's about uh, Ryan Landry, who really only has a couple of things on her mind in life. One is sending her twin sisters off to college. Um, You know, you can kind of translate that to mean financially because they're ready to go. Mm -hmm. So she just needs to make sure that she can afford it. Um, And the other is excelling at her job, which is the executive manager for Everhart um, Bar and fine dining, which is a Michelin star restaurant. So Weston is her best friend. He's also the pastry chef, and he's the owner's son. Ah, so is this friends to lovers? Best friends to lovers, yes. (laughs) Ah, so can can you tell us, you said she's sending her sisters to college? Right, um... There was an accident when she was younger. She's quite a bit older than her sisters, I think, 10 years. And her sisters were very young when they lost their parents. So they went to go. They lived in Houston, and they had to move to Austin to be with their grandparents. 
um, who are a lot older now, but after um, Ryan, you know, finished school and all of that, she bought a house and had her sisters move in with her. So now they're ready to graduate from high school and go off to college. And, um, you know, everything has pretty much fallen on her. So she's, you know, almost ventures into martyrdom land (laughs) uh, where, you know, (laughs) oh, woe is me. I have everything on my plate and everything to do. But she also doesn't let anyone help her. So a lot of that, you know, she (laughs) helps so much help (laughs) if she would allow them. Yes, exactly. She has all these cousins. And I really love this one, this story, because Weston is a middle child, um, kind of did the found family thing. Yes, he has his brothers, he has his dad, but they were always, you know, they have their own stuff going on. You know, Declan's the oldest, and he, you know, is more in line with his dad, and Knox is the youngest, and the heir apparent in the chef world and all of that, and Wesley's just kind of like stuck in the middle. So he goes out and finds his own kind of family. He has all these friends, and um, then, of course, Ryan is his best friend. And then Ryan has all these cousins who she's grown up with uh, since moving to Austin. So I really enjoyed, you know, kind of the all those different moving pieces with the friends and family and how they kind of mm-hmm. come together. Yeah. That's – yeah, and – when you have, I know when I've written Friends to Lovers, of course, the hard part is how come they haven't done this sooner? So for for you, how how come they never got together sooner? So Everhart Bar and uh, Fine Dining has a no fraternization policy. <laughs> and, ah, um, okay. yeah. So, and also Ryan has never really thought of Weston in that way I mean it's her it's truly her best friend and ever since she's worked there he's just been clutch for her very sweet very giving very kind um Weston of course has been harboring you know (laughs) (laughs) harboring feelings (laughs) (laughs) right and she just doesn't want to complicate because again going back to their friend group and their um you know, she just, they're all such good friends. She feels like, well, what if we try this and it doesn't work? And then we have all these other people who are tied to us that, you know, it'll be awkward uh, mm-hmm. and, and that. So she doesn't even want right. to, yeah. And she doesn't, and he really is her best friend. He's her rock. And she doesn't want to, um, you know, jeopardize that. Risk losing that, yes. Yeah. So can you tell us what your favorite scene is in the book? Ooh, there's um, <laughs> there's actually, gosh, there's a few that I just really, really love. Um, but I was going to say probably, let's say when um, Weston is hosting a barbecue for the friend group and Ryan comes in and then they, you know, they have that catch where they're both reaching, <laughs> reaching for the glass kind of thing. And when she finally goes, mm-hmm. oh, wait a minute. She starts seeing him in this new light, and it's really it's prompted because outside before she came in, one of their friends was kind of like, "Oh, it seems like you and Weston have been a lot of close, you know, close lately." And she's like, "What? What are you talking about? No, why would you say that? <laughs> you know, did Weston say something? You know, that kind of thing." And then that's already on her mind when she goes in, and then uh, she's like, "Oh, wait a minute, okay." So that was like pretty fun to write, but also to kind of see her go, "Ooh." 
you know, and look at him in a yeah. different way and kind of describe that to the reader. Oh, I love it. Fun. And are you a big time plotter or do you just write by the seat of your pants when you're writing these? Oh, I don't know, Lisa. <laughs> it goes both ways. It seems <laughs> like it depends. Somewhere in between. <laughs> it depends on the book. Some I've plotted where every scene I I kind of give a sentence to what's going to happen in that scene. And then on the other end, I've just had like three bullet points and a prayer and <laughs> went off with <laughs> And a it. prayer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so did this book throw any surprises at you? Did you have anything where you were like, wait, what are you guys doing? What? Um, actually, yes, because if, so Weston, if if you've read any of the other books, Weston, of course, is in them as a brother, and he's, like, really the sweet one, and, you know, he just go with the flow, down for anything. He's very athletic because he's always outside, like, paddle boarding and, you know, doing fun water activities and, and all of that. Uh-huh. So um, he just, you know, gives you that, you know, just really sweet cinnamon roll kind of guy. Well, Turns out, as um, his story goes along, he's also an exhibitionist, <laughs> which was kind of a surprise. Oh. But it didn't really, <laughs> you know, seem like that would be what he would be into. But, yeah, so they go out to Pihalo, which um, is a beach here, clothing optional in, here in Austin. So they go out and hang out there. And, um, yeah, it's nice to see that he's not just this sweet friend cinnamon roll guy he's also a man (laughs) (laughs) he's got a spicier side yes he does (laughs) (laughs) and i love when characters like evolve and you're like excuse me what um so were you planning that for him or was that something that he went no this is me yeah it's the latter i did not plan it for him at all (laughs) it just kind of (laughs) came out of nowhere, but then when I read it, I'm like, oh, this fits him. How did I not see that? But he should. Right? (laughs) Those are my favorite moments of writing when it's like a story is being downloaded in your head, and so you get to experience it just like a reader. You know, you're putting it on the page going, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So out of these three brothers, did you have a favorite now that you've written all I three? Do. Yeah, I Who's probably shouldn't say that I've been saying it all over the place. Now, Declan is, is my favorite guy because he's so complicated. So whereas Weston, I mean, you know what you get with Weston. He's, he, you know, he's not pretentious in any way. He's going he is who he is when you meet him. He he doesn't meet strangers, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But Declan is very standoffish, and um, most people would think he's conceited. And um, by the end of his book, you realize, you know, where that all comes from. And I just love his character development, I guess, throughout his book. That's why and I love him And so he's book much. one, right? He's book two. Oh, he's book, he's book two. two. Okay. Uh huh. Declan is the oldest, but he's book two. Book one is Knox's book, who is the baby brother. Oh, okay. So you didn't go by age. You just skipped around. <laughs> no, I started with Knox's story, him and Rowan, which this was not intended to be a series at first. 
he had two brothers, and these were his two brothers, and these are kind of how they are. But then we ended up doing a series, so. Love it. So the whole series was kind of pantsed. It was. <laughs> it was, <laughs> and it wasn't, I guess, because in the beginning when we sold the first book, you know, then we had to give, like, a proposal for the other book. So I had an idea of what would happen. I'm going to say that this book, book three, Taste So Sweet, was definitely on the scale of a couple of bullet points in a prayer book. <laughs> Big prayer. Yeah, it, was, it was the least <laughs> planned out of everything I've written, probably. Uh, so for your series. Oh, <laughs> yay. Oh, I love that. Sometimes I think even the ones that we don't plan, sometimes those are the books that, you know, surprise us the most and they turn out great. Right. Right. Well, I was very shocked. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> So what was your inspiration for the series for people who haven't read it yet? What what made you think, I want Cooking Brothers in their dad's restaurant? Yeah, well, what, it really wasn't my idea. It was my friend Amanda. She, um, Amanda Lindsmeyer, she's a, an author, and she has a great YA horror book coming out next year from Delacorte. So I recommend oh. going and checking her out. It's already up on Goodreads called Starlings. Oh. But she's the one who gave me the idea, actually. She just said um, one day, she was like, yeah, I just would love for you to write a book about um, like a chef's competition with lots of great food and sex. And I was like, yeah, I think I could do that. I love food. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so... <laughs> I think I can write and that. Who doesn't like it? Yeah, who doesn't right. like some sex? <laughs> yeah, so that's how it came about. And I was like, that's intriguing. And I just, oh, gosh, that was probably the easiest book to write that I've ever written. It just flowed. Wow. Oh, yeah. it was meant to be. Yeah, I've really enjoyed writing the whole, you know, chef brothers thing it's a different dynamic and I've never actually worked in a restaurant so I had to do you know tons of research to get it you know to be authentic but um, I do cook and bake as you said in my intro so a lot of the rest you know like you said there are recipes in all of the books Um, in the first book there's one after every chapter but in the other books, there are a few at the end, and they're all tried and true recipes that I've either used, created, or came from, you know, my family. Oh, my gosh. And I I was going to ask, too, do you have a favorite recipe out of all? I mean, I know you've got a whole bunch of recipes in the whole series, <laughs> but is there is there one or two that are like your go-to faves? Well, I think the sweet potato pie in book one because um, it was definitely my mom's recipe, and it's a very light sweet potato pie, and that's what I grew up eating. So, of course, that's what I like, right, rather than the heavy sweet potato. Yeah, um, Mm -hmm. she would even brag about that when we would take it to places. She's like, you know, this is um, a very light pie, you know, like that was superior (laughs) to the other. (laughs) But it's what I was used to. So I, and that's what I really enjoy. Um, And I love sharing it with others. And I hope, 
I think when people look at it, they're like, wow, that's a lot of eggs or, you know, that kind of thing. But it's like, make it and taste it and then get back with me. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yes, you just have to trust Kelly on this. Make the sweet potato yes. pie. <laughs> Exactly. In in taste so sweet, are there some amazing desserts that we get to try? Uh, since he's the pastry chef, I'm just assuming. Right. Yeah. So uh, Weston has a cake that he makes for the restaurant, but it's also like Ryan's favorite. It's a chocolate cake with layers and um, like layers of mousse, and then a nosh, you know, uh, frosting or icing, I guess it would be, over. And it's one that I've been making for years. Weston adds raspberries um, to his. And it's, I mean, I've been making this cake probably over 20 years. And it's just a decadent, delicious chocolate cake. It's the best one I've ever had anywhere or definitely made. Oh, so I love wow. That one. Yeah. But also what's another recipe that's really special is a plum cake. Um called Italian plum cake, and there's another, there's a German name for it, which I will not attempt to pronounce, but um, <laughs> Weston, really, Weston really wants to make this dessert and add it to um, the dessert menu, but of course, it, you know, his dad would never allows anything. He just wants to do everything himself, so he makes it just to try it out, and this recipe actually came from my other um, critique partner and friend, Bianca. And it was her grandmother's recipe, Bianca's from Germany. And so this is her grandmother's oh. recipe. Um, she translated it for me into English. And um, I just thought that was just so neat for her to share that with me and to be able to share that with readers. Yeah. Did you try making it? Have you tried it? Is it good, delicious? No, not yet, because the plums for it are just coming in season, like around September. So I'm definitely going to make it this oh. year, but I'm just waiting to see those plums. <laughs> yeah. Oh, will you post, will you post pictures of the finished product oh. on Instagram or something so we can see? <laughs> yes. You know, I will. <laughs> and by we, I mean me. <laughs> yeah. Posting food on Instagram is definitely my jam. <laughs> so. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see. I'm very interested. I do like plums, but I have never heard of a yeah. plum cake. So I'm, oh, I'm very yeah. interested. It, it looks divine from the recipe, so I can't wait. Oh, okay. So um, do you have, like, favorite cooking shows that sort of inspired the Everhart Brothers, you know, restaurant and cooking and all that kind of stuff? Um, I don't really, but I did watch some for before I wrote the first book. So there was a British show about home cooks, and of course now I'm not going to remember the name because it's been a couple of years ago. Um, but I watched all the seasons of that, and then there was um, Hell's Kitchen, of course, with um, mm -hmm. Gordon Ramsay. So I watched right. a bunch of that, and that heavily influenced the competition. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> because it's yeah, the my daughter. Of course. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say my daughter likes all of those cooking shows, especially now I can't think of the name of it, but the one where they give you 
you get to run in and grab a bunch of ingredients and chopped. That's it. And then they do yeah. weird things like take away your spatula, and now you have to somehow yeah. make a crepe with no <laughs> spatula and stuff like that. <laughs> Right, kind of and some of that does happen in the book during the conversation. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so for people who haven't read your books yet and, and haven't met you before, can you tell everybody kind of what your writing journey looked like? Because um, you have like a real, I want to say a grown up job, but you have like, you know, this real <laughs> the career kind of thing. So what made you yeah. decide I'm going to become a published novelist? How did that all happen? Yeah. It, um, yeah, you're right. I've, uh, I have an MBA. I work in corporate America. I still do all day. <laughs> I'm on lunch right now <laughs> talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> just in case they're listening. Um, right, just in case I'm lunch. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking my lunch break to do this. <laughs> yeah, but I just, um, I don't know. I, I've, as an adult, I've always read a lot. I didn't read a lot as a child, but um, somewhere around um, tenth grade, I think, an, an English teacher handed me the color purple, and then she took me out to lunch to read it, and so that kind of, uh, or to talk about it, and that sparked my love of reading, um, and then I just started reading pretty much everything <laughs> um, until, um, I'm going to say, like six or seven years ago, um, when New Adult was big, um, mm -hmm. I got a lot of recommendations for New Adult, so I tore through them, like tens of these New Adult books. And at some point, I was like, I think I could write this. <laughs> so I know ah. it's a lot of people from someone who was not an English major and never, you know, wrote anything before. But um, I right. did, and I started writing it. And, I, and again, this is with the high-level bullet points. I started writing, and I finished <laughs> the book in six weeks. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> maybe this yeah, is something I have oh an to for. <laughs> And yeah. so I sold it to a small press, and um, then, you know, like after a couple of years, they closed. But in the in, meanwhile, I was still writing, and you know, all these different books, and I have a couple of trunk books and, you know, trying to get an agent and all of that. And then my friend gave me the idea for an acquired taste, and I wrote it, sent it out um, to query it, and got my agent, and then got a book deal in like six days. Oh my gosh, I love that. And the um how did you hook up with your um writing friends? Did you find a writing group in Texas? I know there are okay. a few down there. Oh, I do have a, um some great writing friends here in Texas, but this particular group, um we all came from that small publisher, so we were all debut authors oh. with that publisher. Right, and there are quite a few of us, but five of us really gravitated to each other, and we started um, like a Twitter DM, and then after that, we just became friends. So this is going on like six or seven years, and we talk every single day. We've moved it over to IG now, but and um, but we just talk every day. We've been through, you know, births, deaths, parents, all, you know, we're just like super close friends, the five of us, and I don't know what I would have done without these ladies during my writing journey. 
seriously. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm so glad that you found your, you know, your core your core group because writing and publishing will chew you up and spit you out. It's, it's <laughs> tough. So I'm glad you have your your core group to get you through it all. It makes a huge difference for anyone who's listening, who's thinking about writing. It, it makes a huge difference to have, you know, friends who understand what you're going through and can help keep you inspired when rejection, rejections get you down. Oh, a hundred percent, Lisa. I, I, um, co-sign that completely. And I would hope any writers out there listening will get their, um, their group of folks who can help them through this because it can be very solitary. And, and of course, you know, mm-hmm. I have more than just that group. Even there's word makers where I met you and right. um, mm-hmm. there's the ILP um, where I met some of my other writer friends. And then, you know, of course the local um, Austin writers and, you know, hooking up with them um, now and again. So it's, you know, you definitely need that. And I'm an introvert. I'm an introvert completely. So any introverted writers listening, I trust me, you need that. (laughs) You still need your, you need your friends, but, but the good part is most writers are introverts. So you really find your team. (laughs) Exactly. They all understand. (laughs) Yes, we all understand you can only people so much <laughs> before you're all people now. <laughs> That's right. And then they understand when you go, okay, I need to go now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In a couple of days. And, yes, yes. And secretly they're going, oh, thank God. <laughs> because they didn't want to say it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm so glad you were brave. <laughs> Right. There are no hurt feelings at all. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so so what's next for you? What what are you working on now? Well, I'm currently working on the third book in my new series, which is called Secret Ties. That's the name of the series. Um, I will be unveiling the cover for the first book along with the title name um, soonish in the, probably the next month, month and a half. Um, so it's basically a series that's connected at an adoption support group and the three different stories, right, on, um, but it's still romance, but, you know, the external goal for all three is mostly around family and adoption and all of that. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, I am too, because I know that that is close and dear to your heart. So I I bet the books are going to be amazing. Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) Book one, of course, I talk about is my origin story, but if it was a romance, so (laughs) definitely near and dear to my heart. (laughs) Yes, yes. And for anyone out there listening, you'll definitely want to um, head over to Kelly's website and sign up for her newsletter so that you don't miss that book when it goes on pre-order because you will not believe Kelly's origin story. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> so don't miss it. Yeah, <laughs> That's that my is big a very top secret idea. tease. Yeah. Well, you know, newsletter subscribers, of course, will get it first. They'll be the first to know. And matter of fact, I've already right. given them a little, some tidbits, so they know the title oh. name already. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so they're on the yeah. inside track. So definitely yeah, go sign inside. up for 
That's right. That's right. Don't miss out. Get in on that newsletter. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have any um, contests or giveaways going this week for Taste So Sweet that people can run and enter and play along? I do. Yeah, so if they um, pre-order it today, it'll be out tomorrow, but if they pre-order today, they will definitely um, need to, um, it, well, they can go to IG or to Twitter and see the post of where the contest is going on, and it gives all the instructions. But enter today, chance to win um, an Amazon gift card, plus a personalized signed copy of the book and some other, you know, little swag goodies like candles and mugs and stuff like that. Then tomorrow I am dropping into the Thule Book Club on Facebook. So anyone who's not a member of the Thule Book Club, I suggest you go over to Facebook and join there. And I will have two giveaways um, going tomorrow, which will be more of the same type of stuff, Amazon gift cards and signed copies of the book. Ah, signed paperbacks? Yes. Oh, I know lots of people listening are very excited about that. So go join the Thule Book Club. And it's on Facebook? It's on Facebook, right. Thule, T-U-L-E, Book Club. Okay. Okay. Well, we're out of time, but how can people find you when they go to Instagram to go look for that contest? Yeah, I'm Kelly Kane Author on all socials, so K-E-L-L-Y-C-A-I-N and then author. Um, my website is kellycaneauthor.com, which, again, you can go there and a little box will pop up for you to sign up for my newsletter if you want to. Um, there's also um, a contact me page there that you can click on, and it has every single social that I am on. There's um, a link to it, and that includes the Tuli Bus Club if anybody just wants to go there and just click on the link to get there. Great. Well, thanks so much for coming back on, and everyone run out and pre-order Taste So Sweet. It will be in your e-reader tonight, and uh, tomorrow, <laughs> I can't wait to read it. So thanks for coming on, coming back on, Kelly. Thank no, thank you so much for having me, Lisa. I really appreciate it. Okay, see you later. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks for joining bye. us on Book Lights. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers.